Welcome into the show, geeklings. I apologize, I'm getting over a cold and my voice hasn't fully come back yet. But on today's show, we'll talk about a Zelda Netflix series, a Funko Pop story, the pop that will never be, classic consoles, and Diablo disaster, or the Diablo dream, depending on your point of view. If you're short on time, we'll have timestamps in the doobly-doo, but we suggest listening to the whole show. Thanks, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Gentleman Geek Podcast, with your hosts Peter and Andy. Follow us on Twitter at Gentleman underscore Geek. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into the Gentleman Geek Podcast. I am your host, Peter, and with me as always, Andy Hara. How are you doing today, sir? Not too bad about yourself? Not too bad. So on today's show, um, we have a few topics that we're interested in talking about. Uh, first, we've got Zelda, a Netflix show may or may not have been announced. We have a story of a pop and uh, classic consoles and maybe a little Diablo talk at the end. Um, so let's get right into it. So announced, or what we uh, saw on Twitter, is that a uh, a Zelda Netflix show might be coming. How do you feel about that? I think it sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, definitely. I mean, does. with uh, all all the hype and buzz with the uh, the current Castlevania show, I think uh, Nintendo wants a little piece of the action on on the uh, popularity. Yeah, absolutely. And the Castlevania series, that's the one that they actually reached out to uh to direct this new um animated series. And they they unofficially announced season 3 already, which yeah, um pretty amazing. Pretty uh pretty crazy. Yeah, for sure. And um, the success from that, I really hope they bring that energy into the Zelda franchise. Um, Now, just a quick comment on that. Um, This story broke because Adi Senkar um, of Castlevania uh, was in talks to produce this. Uh, The news comes from his Instagram feed where he posted a photo stating he's working with an iconic Japanese gaming company to adapt one of their iconic video game series into a TV series. So he went on to say that it is confirmed that it is Nintendo. However, he revealed that he'll announce what game series it is on Friday, November 16th. So no true confirmation yet that it is Zelda, but it's likely to be Zelda. Good possibility. Yeah. Very, very good possibility. I mean, I really can't think of any other iconic series. I mean, maybe a Mario Brothers series? Maybe? Yeah, they already had that. Captain Lou Albano. (laughs) <laughs> back in the day uh only other series i could really see be the uh the metroid series right. be my uh, i guess well there's news and that's the thing nintendo's kind of leaking out these stories um well nintendo didn't really leak out that one but brie larson wants to be uh do a live action uh samus uh from metroid um which be interesting um there's also a yeah. uh movie coming out uh 2022 uh a super mario movie coming out so or i'm sorry animated movie coming out yep Anim- animated movie and uh i do believe that they have announced a uh live action mega man oh i did not hear that i thought That's i exciting. had read so nice wow um, lots lots of things coming out 
Yeah, Nintendo related too. They're really hitting out of the park this year, it feels like, or the last couple years. A little dead after the Wii, but then a little lull, and now they're kind of on the upswing again, which is nice. They're finding different ways to get things done. So, um, regarding the Zelda um, TV series, I think we had a few ideas of uh, where it might land in the Zelda uh, timetable. Where do you think it's going to land in the Zelda timetable? Or where do you hope? I'd like to see probably following along like um, you know, Adventure of Link or even uh, A Link to the Past would be, would be my hope to see kind of, mm-hmm. you know, following, you know, those storylines. Both, both were really pretty solid games uh, for the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And for those who aren't too familiar with the Zelda timeline, it is long, confusing, intertwined, and brilliant. Uh, so basically what you're referring to is a timeline where the heroes uh defeated and the cycle of time happens and the hero apparently arrives late it's a extended time branch between hero arriving early and the hero doesn't arrive uh, arrive at all and that's you're right it's right in between the legend of zelda and adventure of link for me I, I think I would hope that this would fall um, just because I'd want a lot of wonky things to happen. Uh, probably Majora's Mask um, and the Twilight Princess. Um, and this is a, a line where the hero succeeds um, and the dark world uh, and the hero's descendants um, appear. So it's really dark and kind of almost in my mind, like this would be the closest thing to Castlevania. Nice. Yeah. So... Um, how do you think the animation is going to be? Do you think it's going to be kind of like standard anime? Um, do you think it's going to be more on the lines of more Americanized? Uh, what do you think the animation is going to look like? I'd like to see like a cell shaded animation. Yes. Um, maybe maybe even um, the, the cartoonish styling of like the Wind Waker. You know. Yes, that's my favorite one. Nailed it. <laughs> so I, I think I think either of those styles would would fit. Probably pretty well. I 100% I, I agree. Think the uh, the 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 art style of uh, Breath of the Wild is uh, also pretty fitting too. It, it's a visually beautiful game. I think coolest to see it in in that context. EV yeah. series. Yeah, I 100 uh, 100% agree with you that that's what I'm hoping for. Um, is the cell shaded animation because Wind Waker was my personal favorite. Legend of Zelda. I have a lot of great memories playing that game. I think it's going to be more like Twilight Princess, really um, stylized, dark, gloomy. That that's the way I can imagine it. Just because, and this is only coming from the point of view of this guy's direct to Castlevania. It's kind of an easy transition to kind of go to that dark style. But I do hope it's a cell, the cell shaded as well. So yeah. So moving on. On to our next uh, story, we have some pop news or a pop story to share with y'all. Um, do you want to uh, take this one? Yeah. So recently, um, over the last few months, the, uh, the voice actor that does the voiceover work for um, the character Vegeta in um, Dragon Ball Z uh, announced that he was going to release um, his his own version of a, a pop of uh, Vegeta in a... Um, kind of a topsy-turvy long road of waiting for the pop to release, you know. Mm-hmm. So he created his own website. The website was uh, over9000.com. Yep. A few times the um, the way that the pop was supposed to be released online was leaked several times. 
hackers hacked the site, Man. made it live. <laughs> oh yeah, it it was um pretty people, pretty rough. Yeah, um, people go at such lengths just to get something like that. That's just nuts. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's a pretty cool looking Funko Pop. I mean, oh um, for sure. I don't know how many how many people out there are, are Dragon Ball. Uh, Dragon Ball fans, but the the pop that he released uh, was uh, a version of uh, Majin Vegeta. Yes, um, nice. it was it was it was a cool looking pop. Mm -hmm. So he wound up having to set up another store setup and right, yeah, not not releasing uh, the the time or day when they were gonna you know make this site go live. He kept hinting at at the fact that they were working diligently for ways to um, overcome the, the bots and the flippers right. uh, from tarnishing the site. So um, normally when, when these pops come out, they, they, they tend to drop it at odd times, like 3 in the morning, mm -hmm. 5 in the morning. When they finally announced the day, they, they picked 6, 6 p.m. at night, <laughs> which is, isn't really common. Right. Uh, worked out for me. Sure. Because uh, I, I wound up being home. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, I wound up getting one in my cart. But what they didn't tell you was that you you, you had to set up your own no. account with the website. Yes. Oh. So, um, and a lot of people went through this where, you know, okay, great. I've, I've got the, the pop in my cart yep. and scrambling to, to try to finish this process. And then just before it it gets to the point where you're about to pay. They're like, you need to set up an account. Oh, and I'm sure everybody went through this and nut kick. And yeah, just um, yeah. By the time you actually got through that portion, mm -hmm. it, it was sold out. Right. Wow. Uh, but the interesting, the interesting part about it is, is the way that they had the sales set up. Mm -hmm. They they had five different. I guess you could say SKUs for for the pop. Yep. And every SKU, the name of the pop was just spelled differently. Like <laughs> it, it said Majin Vegeta, but it was yeah. just spelled differently five different ways. Right. So people couldn't um, auto and that yeah auto search it. Right. Which I thought that was pretty. I got to give them credit. That was pretty creative. And you can still, you can go to over9000.com and you can, you can look at it. Pretty clever way to try to keep the flippers from... Yeah, the um, Autobots, but bad Autobots. <laughs> so um, it, it was um, definitely exciting. Uh-huh, to be a part of it, right? Yeah. at the same time. I'm not going to lie, I would have been stoked if I had actually gotten one, but... Absolutely, yeah. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, Fortunately, that night it was not the case to be. <laughs> well, yeah, that is unfortunate. But when you were telling me this story, I mean, it was really impressive that someone who just kind of just started the site to sell these things specifically, um, to get them out to the true fans, not just these people trying to flip them. He went through great lengths to make sure that these got into the hands of, of just fans. So I thought that was really cool. And I think a lot of or the industry should take note of it and just make it harder for those people who spam purchase things and then flip them and try to get buku bucks off of them, you know? And and let, let's not forget that, I mean, th this particular pop, the flippers did get a hold of them. They're selling for big dollars on eBay and that Amazon sucks. right now. That sucks. Autographed, is, he was selling not just plain right. versions of the pop. He was also selling autographed 
Right. You know, he autographed the pops. The autographed ones are, are selling on eBay for three hundred dollars. Oh now. my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, now when, this when the site launched, you could, yeah. you could buy an autographed one from the site for sixty dollars. Now this started an idea of the markup. His original idea was to start it as a lottery, correct? Like if you won a lottery ticket, you would be first in line to purchase, right? But they found a way to screw that over too. Well, initially, yes. Yeah, because people were uh, sharing what emails. Wound up happening, right? they, well, what what wound up happening was they did the initial opening sale of the online sales, and then after that, they had a random lot email lottery, which that also didn't go over well because they had to cancel a bunch of orders because somebody leaked leaked the because they had a separate website mm -hmm. set up for the email lottery, <laughs> um, and one one of the email winners leaked the information what a jerk bag dude so now they're they're going on a, a single one by one basis having to do it one person at a time because you know the the person leaked all the information and flooded the the online store right with, with false orders right wow again just someone has to ruin that would probably would have been worked really great if that guy wasn't or dudes, dudettes, if they weren't just knuckleheads and sharing stuff like that, you know? Well, you know, it, it, you know what they say, it takes one bad egg to spoil a dozen. That's right. It does. Always does. Everywhere. That's how it works. Do you got anything else on this one? No, I mean, yeah. I, that's pretty much it. it you know, just um, you know, the, the, the anxiety level <laughs> uh, that I ha had going that night was, uh, sure. was sky high. Absolutely. Um, that's that's pretty much it. It, yeah. it was a it was a cool experience, and would have been better if I got one. Of but course, yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. Well, I do like I said before. I do applaud the efforts that they went through just to attempt to truly attempt to get these into uh, fans' hands rather than into these flippers. But it appears they got them anyway. So better luck next time. Um, so yeah, yep. we'll move on um, to our next topic. Um, which is classic consoles. They're taking over everything. They're getting really hot and popular. Um, what we're going to kind of be looking at um, this episode, at least, is kind of how they're affecting the industry. What's, uh, I mean, they're not really hurting new consoles or anything like that, but what are people expecting now? Like, how far do you go down the console line before you just hit current consoles? <laughs> I think it's getting obsessive. Mm -hmm. um, it's I mean we, we discussed it before coming on air and there were these kind of quote unquote classic consoles before the kind of big explosion. You know, they had the Atari well, Yeah, uh, those were the Yeah. The, yeah, the the plug and play the plug and yeah. play things. That seemed kind of arcadey, kinda of like oh it's just a cheap little yeah. toy. Um but I don't know, once you plug an HDMI cable into something and you, you get the true controllers and just a mini form factor system, it feels more authentic. It feels more nostalgic for sure. And that's really what they're selling, right? Is nostalgia? Yeah, I, it, they are. It's just too much. It um, is too much, yeah. I mean, to, yeah, yeah, go ahead. How, how many more can you really release? I mean, <laughs> I look at it as they're trying to jump on coattails at Nintendo with mm -hmm. the success of the uh, the NES and SNES classic, right? I mean, now now you've got the Commodore sixty four mini coming out. You've got the PlayStation classic coming out. Yep. They announced the um, Nintendo sixty four classic. 
Crazy. Um, in television, it has yeah. announced that they also have a, a classic mini console coming out also. Right. Um, it, it's getting crowded so where, and it's getting crowded really, fast. Where do we draw the line, you know? Right. Um, well, that's the thing too, right? Especially like, when... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, especially when, okay, you've got Nintendo, they they unveiled their, their online service and you can play a lot of the Nintendo games that yep. came out on the NES Classic. Correctamundo. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Because define classic console. It, it changes depending on how old you are. There's kids out there where the Wii is a classic console. You know? Just as I wasn't even born yet uh, when the original NES came out, or it was the year of my birth when it came to America, it that's classic console for me. But it's also a classic console for you. Do you know what I mean? And um, well, you can also well, say Atari is the uh, a classic classic, I guess, right? <laughs> Atari, Atari is really the um, the console that I grew up mm-hmm. playing. Right. Um, to to start, I mean, you know, that's before the you know the big video game crash. Yep. Um, Where lessons were learned. I mean, even 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 ColecoVision has announced that they're at, they're they're gonna put out a, a classic console. Yeah. And I think anything that's over twenty years old is what, what they're going to consider classic. Yeah, but like I said, there's there's a market out there. Weird enough, where some people might think that systems like the Wii, systems maybe like, I don't know, uh, well PS2. I wouldn't say PS3 yet, but there's kids that will be like, yeah, that's totally classic. I would totally buy that with a bunch of ROMs on it you know, with a bunch of preloaded games, rather. And I'd be happy purchasing that for... I mean, the PS1's the most expensive one so far, right? At uh, $100 even? $99.99? $100 even. <clears throat> yeah. Which, um... How much higher are they going to go? I, well, I, I kind of think that the uh, PlayStation Classic is a little overpriced. Yep, only um, 20 games. But that's because once you get to the disc-based games... Game size or the the game the size of the game the storage it needs is much larger, so you're gonna get less Unders- and less games. Understandable, I, I understand that, but uh, I'm just talking about from the lineup of games that they chose. Right. Yeah. Um. Wasn't the most popular. I, kinda, I don't think. No. No. I I kind of figured for sure that there'd be a, a couple different games on that lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that the lineup is bad. But no. it's not particularly what I would consider my top choices. No, absolutely not. And I don't know. I don't think I'm not. I haven't heard or I haven't really seen too much written about it since it was kind of announced about a lot of people getting really hyped about this. I remember the Nintendo consoles getting very hyped, and the hype pulling through. Like people bought them. They, you know, their pre-orders, pre-orders were done. Their back orders, there were reruns because people were so you know, mad that they weren't able to get an NES yes. Classic. So the market was definitely there for Nintendo. I just think Nintendo is well more, or it's 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 more ingrained in the nostalgia than a PS1. I don't know if discs to me just don't seem as nostalgic as cartridges or the, I guess just Nintendo. <sighs> yeah, I, I think it's more just because it's Nintendo. Right? Um, yeah. Like they have the best the, um... games. <laughs> Back, you know, back. And don't time. get me wrong. Play, PlayStation really did have a lot of good games, and sure. um, but so they, many. Um, well, 
you, you think about it, PlayStation took away, you know, one particular brand uh, exclusive uh, mm-hmm. that, that Sony took away from Nintendo was, was the Final Fantasy series. Yep. Yeah, they did. Because Final Fantasy VII was supposed to come out on the Nintendo 64, but because of um, how many storage constraints. Yeah, I was going to say, how many cartridges 30, do you think that would have been? 30. 30? It's, it's 30? 30 it's cartridges. Wow. That's too many. Yeah. They probably, and, they, and that was a three God. disc. That was a three disc game. Right. They probably would have came up with like um, you know, like how they had that expansion port. They, did it, on the N sixty four, did it go on the bottom or was it in the front, on the top? I'm thinking of GameCube. GameCube uh, had it on it the bottom, the, but I I think I think the sixty four was on the bottom also. Okay, so that's basically what they would have had to have done is you would get the Final Fantasy seven brick. That just installed into the bottom, and it just had all the game loaded onto a big hard drive. Maybe, probably not, but still. But I don't know. I think it's getting out of hand. I don't. I just. I think Nintendo hit the sweet spot, and everyone's trying to jump on the bandwagon, and they're gonna fall flat on their face okay. and kind of kill it. They're all just trying to get a piece of the pie at this point. I mean, that that's what it all bears down to. You know, right? There's money to be made. Dive in, uh, and it just trying to get a little bit of sloppy seconds on it you know yeah absolutely um so so yeah what, what one yeah go ahead sorry what, one one console I, I i would be very interested in seeing what what it comes out with it would definitely be coleco's because that was a pretty a pretty decent console for, for what it was back in the day and it went head to head with with atari back then hmm. I mean, they they even had the uh, the smarts to uh, make an expansion port that that connected to their console and marketed it. You know, you can play Atari games on on the on the Coleco. Wow. Their their marketing their marketing strategy was you, you can, can do play Atari games on the you could you could play Atari games on your Coleco Vision, but you can't play Coleco Vision on your Atari games. Ooh, slap in the face. That 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 was a uh, a big marketing ploy back then. So well, yeah. And you said that the Coleco was on the horizon. They're doing one of those too. Yep, that is on the horizon. And I got to say that a lot of ColecoVision's games back then they were really close, very close ports to the original arcade versions. So I I'd be curious to see what it what it looks like and what they're going to put on it. All right, cool. So we'll wrap up the classic console conversation for now. Uh, maybe we'll report back um, once once we get more information on the PS1, see how it does, um, see how it's received and everything. But for right now, we'll just kind of cut it there. Um, and we did want to move on to something that's been developing um, since BlizzCon um, this past week. <laughs> um, yep. The... the I don't even know what to call it. I love Diablo games. Let me start there. And this is a the Diablo debacle for some, and it's Diablo bliss for others. Um, so there was a news report that came out. Actually, let me give you a little bit more backstory on that. So at a BlizzCon, Diablo Immortal was... Um, Blizzard announced this mobile game that was going to be Diablo Immortal. Now, a lot of fans were expecting Diablo 4 to be announced. And then a lot of fans were really, really upset... Um, I've never seen so much entitlement to anything, and uh, there was a lot of hate given to the developers, which I don't understand why people do that. They don't run the show. It's the big corporate offices that do. So if you're going to blame anybody, blame Blizzard, Um, not the devs on the Diablo projects, but I'm excited about Diablo Immortal 
the mobile game, I it's it's an MMO on your phone and it looks awesome. It sounds awesome. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, but the report that we're going to be discussing is a Kotaku report. And basically they said that um, Blizzard was going to announce uh, Diablo 4 at BlizzCon, but they pulled it last minute and decided just to report talk about Diablo Immortal. Now, the big F up that happened here is that Blizzard came out and contradicted the report. They said, we had no intention of stating anything about Diablo 4 and pretty much put Kotaku out on the street there because all Kotaku said after that, there's actually a response. All that they said is that, well, in talks with the head of or one of the uh, devs, um, I can't quite, oh, I'm sorry, Blizzard co-founder Alan Adam they did discuss Diablo 4, but in no way did they mention any kind of release or talking about it at um, BlizzCon. So it put a big pie in the face to uh, to Kotaku, and rightfully so. You can't just make up a story and try to be first to the scene. You report the real news. Yep. Yeah. So how do you... Do, have you uh, looked at uh, Diablo Immortal? Have you kind of like... I haven't looked too, too much into it because there wasn't a lot of news. There was just kind of like a... Uh, what do you call it? A rendered clip, if you will. I, I haven't really. I don't really play many mobile games. Yeah. Well, um, you're going to get an iPhone. And you'll enjoy phone. them so much better. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty funny. Now you know um, why I want to talk uh, about it. No, I'm just kidding. Go go ahead. Sorry. Well, part, part of the reason why I don't tend to do the mobile games on, on my phone or even on tablets is because, especially on my phone, is because I'd never get any work done. At, at at work <laughs> for starters that's a good um, that's a good call that's a good call and for mobile gaming that that's what i have my nintendo switch for true true and speaking so, speaking of the nintendo switch they actually just got diablo 3 it looks amazing on yep. there by the way and the fact that i would be able to walk throughout my house and play diablo makes me very happy so i might actually pick it up for the third time i picked up diablo 3 originally for the pc launch then I picked it up on... Actually, I didn't pick it up on Xbox One. They actually allowed the PC uh, users to like have a free code for a while to get it as a free download on Xbox. I think it was because of either poor sales or they, they... I don't know, they did something poorly and they kind of like let... It was way back in the day. I don't remember what it was. but So I have an Xbox One. I have it on PC. And I'm, I'm teetering. I'm thinking about getting on the Switch just to have the portability of it. Yep. So. Um, I, I definitely think it'd be worth worth getting it, well, it looks good it does know. and it's fun to play with friends yeah very fun so that that's the big story coming out of blizzcon is not even it well the first big story earlier in the week was the outlet um uh, the outlash against blizzard for not announcing diablo 4 which why do they don't have to do anything for you you don't they don't owe you anything enjoy the stuff they put out and wait for the stuff that you want you know don't be jerks about it and don't threaten people's lives because a video game doesn't come out. Like, that's ridiculous. It's, um, yeah, it is pretty dumb. I mean, yeah. it it's life or death that it, yeah. you do or don't get Diablo for. I mean, come on. Yeah, there was, um, there was literally a guy who stood up during the um, Q&A of Diablo Immortal. He, like, went to the microphone in the middle of the conference and was like, so this is like an out-of-season uh, April Fool's joke, right? And, like, the whole crowd erupted and laughed. And I'm like, how dumb do you look, dude? You, you look like the most entitled piece of you-know-what. I'm like, you, you don't even deserve to 
be asking questions like get out of here dude they don't owe you anything it's it's generation it, it truly is yeah. i mean what if immortal comes everybody out and it's amazing gets a trophy yeah everyone gets a trophy everyone everybody gets, an gets a trophy yeah it's it's really dumb and it's tiring and it's like don't don't talk you know there used to be a saying if you don't have something nice to say don't say anything at all that should come back like think well, before you speak before, unfortunately we we've uh groomed this generation to, to think that they're more important than the next person. It's very true. <laughs> it's very true. But we are steering in the wrong direction right now. Um, <laughs> we're going to start talking about... <laughs> yes. Uh... Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to the uh, actual, to the story here. And basically all it was is just a reminder, when you're reading articles, don't do the knee-jerk reaction and uh, over... I don't know. Overreact? Overreact. Thank you. That's that's what I was looking for. Overreact to something because if somebody's putting out an article about, you know, this happens and I'm going to be the first to the scene and all I'm going to say is so, per our sources, which there you have every right to do because you are supposed to, you know, protect your sources sometimes. That's just, it's just when it blows up in your face like that. Yeah. You need to do a retraction on your original story and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, Andy Hara, my buddy, I think we're going to close out the show. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Uh, I think I think that's going to do it for tonight. All right. Well, it's been a great episode again. Um, we're still working towards the uh, YouTube channel, so hang on or hang in there with us on that. Uh, we have uh, some Amazon associate links that we've been kind of plugging. It helps us out. Uh, support the show and uh, get new stuff for uh, the studio I guess you could want to call it so check those out on our uh, WordPress site uh, you can reach us at uh, gentleman underscore geek on Twitter and uh, yeah thanks for listening guys peace thank you peace hope